Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, brought to you in the City of Lights, Le Paris. I am high up on the Rue d'Honoré, on the seventh story, and it's fairly quiet, so we might not have any exotic sounds in the background, and that would be delightful. Today I want to talk about unicorn blood and about thinking that you've gotten past something, and then finding out that you have a whole lot further to go. So unicorn blood is the very first thing that we're going to cover in M school, which you can find at brandcampblog.com slash M school. When we go through six weeks of talking about magic and all its forms as it relates to business. And then we end up at Harry Potter world in Orlando, Florida, Orlando, um, together on my birthday, May in May. So go check it out. Brandcampblog.com slash M school. And if you can't make it live, There is now a lightning bolt session, so you get 15 minutes of one-on-one time with me, and 15 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm pretty good at solving people's lives in that period of time. Like, it's one of my gifts, not to brag, it just is. So whether you can meet me live or get the 15-minute lightning bolt session with me, you fucking win. So anyway, unicorn blood. It's when you agree to a sort of half-life because there are these shoulds in your brain. Like, you should be doing X, Y, or Z. You should be further along by now. You should care about that thing that you don't actually care about. And it sucks away your life force with all this energy that's going towards should, but you don't actually care about. So I got really sort of cocky about how I don't have any shoulds in my life. But then I realized, oh, there's always another level to go. So I'm in Paris And there are these amazing people going by. There's such good people watching. So I'm watching. It's Sunday morning on Palm Sunday. And uh, I'm outside of Saint-Sulpice, which is a beautiful, beautiful church. And there are vendors selling palms for Palm Sunday. And there are also guards like AK-47 level French military guards providing security for the mass. They've been everywhere, which is new. And then there are people going in that are attending mass and there are tourists going in and outside there are children holding a bake sale and they're donating their, all their proceeds to an orphanage in India. And I'm sitting with my friend and I'm like, if I was a way more awesome human, I would be able to do like a humans of New York type situation, interview these people, photograph them and share them with the world. 
But the amount of no's you have to get, the amount of shit you have to put up with, the amount of being pushed away or ignored, like the, the doing 12 interviews and then maybe one snippet of one is worth it. It would take all of my juice. And we agree. It would take all of my friend's juice, like everything I have to do that for 45 minutes. And I should do that, I feel. But I'm not gonna, right? Because if it takes all of your juice to do something, and not in a good way, not in a way where it takes energy but also gives you energy. If it's just a one-way street, it's not the thing for you. And I still feel like I should do it. And then there's this should of I'm in Paris, so I have to go out. Like I cannot just wake up and read and be quiet. And I can't just enjoy getting a book and reading it somewhere in a park bench. I have to actively be doing to enjoy. And that's interesting because, again, it's a should that's like, it's very soft and gentle, but it's also like way deep down in there. Like, oh, you can't just come to Paris and sit and relax when the whole point of vacation is to relax regardless of where you're located. And then I thought about it. And I let myself go to the bookstore and I let myself read and I let myself write and I let myself meander and it was a good day and it gave me way more juice than the other days and I walked way further than the other days by thousands of steps but I'm not as tired at the end which should tell you something which is that your shoulds suck your energy and when you let yourself honor the flow of what is, whatever it is, you're a whole lot better off. So I got to thinking about the slow way, and the slow way means that I don't necessarily have a plan for the day when I'm here in Paris. I don't necessarily have a a go-to list of all the things that need to be accomplished. I'm not going to get on the bus that advertises that I can see 50 monuments in 90 minutes, because that just tells me I should see more. And seeing more is not better, it's just more. It's just my job to fill the well however I know how. And in the case of being in Paris, I'm filling the well by petting every puppy I find and by spending a long time by the water and by going into a cafe for warmth when I get cold because it's been way chillier than advertised. And I'm watching for the shoulds, the shoulds that say I should talk to more people, I should spend way more time out of the apartment. And I mean, we're talking like eight hours, but I should spend 12 to 16 hours out of the apartment, right? And I should only get seven hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep so I can maximize my vacation time. And I should be writing more. And I should record three podcasts today instead of just the one that has to be ready for tomorrow. So there's always another level to go with the shoulds. And they're going to get more insidious. And they're going to be much more feasible seeming. Like, oh yeah, I should do that. I should go out more. And so it's up to you to discern what's really necessary and what's like, oh, Oh, no, but I don't actually want to do that. That's just a stupid should. And then realize that someone will appreciate you taking the time to protect what you really love from what you feel you should be doing. So a money-making business should let all the money possible come toward it, right? Like it should be that you can't fill a restaurant too full unless it's like violating fire code and you can't fill a bookstore too full and you can't fill a stadium too full, you should want all of the people in there. But if you protect the experience of the people entering, you, you make life so much better. So again, my friend and I were going to Shakespeare and company, which is bar none. If you get a chance to come to Paris, bar none Shakespeare and company is my favorite bookstore of all time. 
and there's a woman there and we're going to go in and she pauses us. Like she puts up her hand and pauses us and says, the store is a little too crowded right now. So I'm going to ask you to wait. Oh my God. You mean to tell me that a store says it's too crowded and I'm not going to let you in here because we should want to make all the money, but they refuse to take away the experience of everyone that's already in there because we can assure them that if they're a bunch of book lovers who have traveled from far and wide to go to the most famous Parisian English-speaking bookstore, we want to guard their experience. And by doing that, we just, okay, pause. And I'm so happy to wait in line to know that someone is protecting my experience when I'm in there so that it won't just be a crush of wall-to-wall people and a stressful experience that I get my turn and that there's actually a woman standing at the door very kindly stopping people from entering. And somehow it all ties into, because we should want to make way more money. People tell us, the world tells us, we should just want to make more and more and more and more and more money at the expense of our own time and energy. And we shouldn't want to give a whole bunch of money away because we should just want to make more. That's what everybody does. And that's not the case. It's okay to protect your particular form of magic in whatever means necessary. It's okay to say, I have enough. I have enough people in the place. I have enough money. I have enough uh, commitments filled up. And this is enough. You need to wait. It's okay to draw those lines. And people will appreciate those lines. To say, I'm sorry, this month is full. And you're going to have to wait until next month. Instead of, I should just let every penny come to me because I'm afraid that it's going to run out. So it's, it's trusting again and again and again that the shoulds don't have to have the final say and that they're not the smartest tool in the shed. That the shoulds are just these little voices that come from God knows where and that you don't have to listen to them. You don't have to act like the real humans of New York in order to be a photographer or to enjoy people. You don't have to take the fast way and see 50 monuments in 90 minutes. You don't have to fill the well in a way that everybody else agrees is super awesome, but that you don't have to, you don't agree. You don't have to do anything while you're in Paris except read and pet dogs if you don't want to. You don't have to let people pass your gate if you don't want to. There are so many shoulds just just gnawing at you, and there's always going to be more. There's always another level of should. You're just going to keep finding it and clearing it and then acting accordingly. I walked so much and I was out of the house for so long, but it was because it felt good and natural and I had energy and I came in when I didn't have any more energy or when I was feeling a little low. I brought a dinner inside, which I'm going to have right now, all by my introverty self before my love arrives tomorrow and it's fucking fantastic. So I've heard the shoulds all day today and I've done a really active thing and ignoring them and listening to myself. And I encourage you to do the same. And that is the very smallest nugget that is the first lesson in M school, which should really just be called magic school, but I called it M school. And we're talking about these things that get in the way of your being in business and particularly get in the way of your being magic in business. And we clear them away. And then we talk about ways to make more money and to do marketing more effectively in business. But there are these roadblocks that we clear first. Otherwise, you'll never get to the part where marketing makes any sense or is any more effective than it is right now. And I just have to say that M School and most of my programs are, again, like it's like I should just say we're going to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And that's absolutely true. But we also co-create it. 
So it isn't just I talk and then that's it. There's also this portion that I don't know, which is when you have questions and when you have concerns and when you have ideas that you want me to explore and that you would like to explore together, that's every bit as important as the part that I bring to the table, which is I bring structure and I bring order and I say we'll be covering these topics on these days, but the parts with questions and the part where we meet in person or the part where we talk on the phone, that's an act of co-creation. And so I encourage you to join in and co-create with me. It isn't as simple as just recording shit and shoving it down your throat. It's co-creating, which is how I prefer most every act of teaching and engaging and learning to be. And I encourage you to make That's What She Said an act of co-creation by emailing me, brandcamponline at gmail.com, if you have an idea or you have a reaction to this. I'm currently in Paris and mostly just posting on the Instagram, which is K-K-A-L-P is my username, K-K-E-L-P. I will see you there. And please, please, please go and check out brandcampblog.com slash mschool if you want to co-create a magical sort of business life with me. Thanks so much for listening. The next one of these will be from Italy, and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.